just have to visit Buttonman instead. <laughs> he's probably dead as well. Although he's made of wood. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Don't Jump the Shark. I'm Ross. And here's the spring to my summer, Grant. Oh, um, we're not doing a film, so I haven't thought of a joke. Um, Abraham Lincoln Campire Hunter. Will that do? <laughs> Ooh. Who <laughs> <laughs> get you, vampires? <laughs> and here's the winter not to our other months, months? Other seasons of the year. Bob. Stay cool. <laughs> okay, here's what we're going to do this week. We're going to look at some film trailers and see what ones we think are going to jump the shark. They could be from this year, they could be from last year, they could yet to be coming. We're also going to play some classic Don't Jump the Shark games, yes. Even though we've only been doing them for five episodes, I feel <laughs> I feel like I can call them classic. <laughs> <laughs> they were instant classics. <laughs> let's get into it. First up, let's start on the past. Films from last year. So I've got some uh, summer films that came out last year, guys, and... Because we just left the last episode on Twilight, I thought it would be an appropriate place to start. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 came out last year, 6th of June. You know what I really like about this film? Is you know what the message behind it is? Is you shouldn't be yourself, you should change everything about you for a man. (laughs) It's a good message to send out to all the young girls out there. I would say so. And as soon as you have sex, you will become pregnant. With a vampire baby. So you should at a least... Bed, a bed-breaking sex scene? <laughs> so at least you should be married beforehand, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Thanks, She'll Stephanie be. Meyer. <laughs> Is she married to you? Stella, um, Michael Sheen... I've seen the second Twilight and Michael Sheen is the only thing worth watching in it and the fact that he's back just <laughs> makes me want to see it. He is a campire. But I think he camps it up on purpose though, doesn't he? I think he knows what he's in. So the wedding of the year, Edward and Bella. They were such a <laughs> lovely couple. <laughs> Did you see her dress? No, no, we just saw that little bit in the back of your head. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about the vampire baby that's going to burst out of her. Yeah, yeah. Like an alien. I was hoping it was going to be like a chest burster. <laughs> but he'd laugh quite heartily at the werewolf changing scenes. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. He just comes running right out, off with a shot, put in the rain, like werewolf. I'm quite happy for the cut-offs to break themselves, yeah, but I'm but taking I'm the shirt off. This shirt is coming off. this shirt. It's good. I'm and just going to drop it in the mud, though. <laughs> well, that'll pick this up. What is that contract say? Contract says six times. Right, okay. Here's number one. <laughs> so one of the highlights of last year, do you think? If you were I think it suffered from that. Um, I would say lower. Yeah. Younger. <laughs> 14? 14. 13, 12, 12. I think, to be honest, it suffers from that same sort of thing as um, Harry Potter Part 7, Part 1. And that there's not really enough to string it out to a film, but they've tried to do it anyway. I'm surprised they've stretched it out to the entire franchise. I I didn't understand why they didn't just, like, when they brought them out on DVD, they would just sell them as one. That's the bad. Fair enough, sell them individually while the films are still waiting to come out. But then, once the second one's out, don't sell the second one individually. What's the point? Was it as, understand. as stretched out as uh, Bella's labia during the sex scene? <laughs> I was going to say something like that, but you've disgusted me to it. That's terrible. She's bound to be ruined. She's bound to be ruined forever. That werewolf's... <laughs> that vampire's going to clot its way out in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that werewolf better have some junk on him, I'll tell you. <laughs> Not that we'll ever see because it's 
I d- his pants on. I don't think. Um, sort of. Don't think it would though. After all the steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on? What about uh, a film I know you quite enjoyed, Grant, which was Frightening. I really enjoyed Frightening. I recently yeah, just watched it. It was quite good actually. And I didn't really think you guys would enjoy it. No. Because of what I'd seen on the trailers and that. But then well, when I looked it up. I love the original Fright Night. And I emphatically do not love Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. Not even <laughs> I do like Anton Yelchin though. It's quite solid. But I liked Colin Farrell in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sleazy. It's the part he was born yeah, for. Yeah, basically. <laughs> sleazy, womanising. A bit creepy. A bit creepy. Doesn't <laughs> cut his nails too often. <laughs> Likes to stand outside people's houses and rip up gas mains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, he does it so he can drink the fumes in, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's probably done that once or twice. That was one of my favourite scenes in it, though. It's where he, they're like inside the house going, aha, you can't come in, so he rips up the gas mains so the house is up. <laughs> yeah. It's great. David Tennant was quite good in it. Yeah, he... Like, as well, like, Colin Farrell was, you, was used well, but um, David Tennant, his shticky, I'm wacky, mm-hmm. was actually used quite well as well. <laughs> I think the original choice was clearly Russell Brand. Uh, and that's that how they went better. Yes. Plus, it was different from the first, the 80s version. It was different enough. Well, which one for this one do you think will go on to do gay porn? Colin Farrell. <laughs> I think he's probably done gay porn. Yeah, I would think so. Just, just for quiet. his own amusement. Yeah, pretty much. It's probably the only thing he hadn't done. Who's the guy in the first one that did like? The guy who played Evil Ed. No. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> I love that film. It's it's interesting though that they changed it to from uh, someone who's into horror and horror movies mm-hmm. into the magician. That was one of the most interesting changes about it. The only slight let down with that is that they didn't really play into that no. at any point. Like, he never uses magic implements or any of his magic tricks to defeat any vampires. It's more to do with his, his previous back, connection his background. and background with vampires. Mm. So really, they could have he could have just been working in a petrol station. Down <laughs> <laughs> the gas main. Yeah. <laughs> God, a lot of houses blown up in this neighbourhood. <laughs> uh, sticking with Fs. Footloose. I've seen Footless. What did you think, Grant? I think you're the only person among us that's seen Footless now. <laughs> I watched it on a double bill with Fright Night. Did you? Two Fs. In my house. <laughs> it's it's weird. I, I did quite enjoy it. I'm a, <laughs> in, in a sadomasochistic kind of way. Really? But um, what, I, what I found very odd about it was how rigidly it stuck to the original. Oh, like a kind of psycho, almost, mm. shot-for-shot mm. remake type thing. Yeah, there was a lot of similar things although the change and definite jump the shark moment in it is where you know in the original where it's the tractor versus the tractor, tractor. Race the tractors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. well in this one it's like stock cars <laughs> like in an actual proper stock car place and it's just <laughs> horrible let's hear it for the boys in it though is it uh, it's when the guy who's supposed to be the new Chris Penn mm-hmm. is learning to dance learns to dance rather creepily from several Four-year-olds. <laughs> Four-year-olds? They go to this local neighbourhood woman and say, okay, would you be okay with letting your daughters dance for my friend here so he can copy them? <laughs> creepy. It's yeah, there's... So is that like, how they worked in, like... Because I know they did not play a lot of tribute to some of the dance moves that were kind of in the yeah, original. Yeah, so is that did. how they kind of worked in those dance moves? 
There was well, they, yeah, they did. And because the kids do stupid things as well. They didn't build in a little slither of bacon now. That's no. what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I would say about it as well is um, Dennis Quaid is no John Lithgow. <laughs> is that who plays the grumpy father I think if you watched The Day After Tomorrow and Third Rock from the Sun back to back you'd agree with me <laughs> I do agree with you let's finish off with a volley of F's uh, Fast Five the best film of last year <laughs> by miles I, when I can compile this list I would definitely say it was the best film it's it does so good it doesn't jump the shark it does exactly what it says on the tin you but, want cars we've got some cars yeah the last scene in the film is arguably the best with the bank safe. Yeah. It's <laughs> it just builds up to a magnificent action crescendo. <laughs> Vin Diesel and The Rock smash their heads together in perfect it's harmony. <laughs> it's, it's bald versus bald. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being bald, Ross. Unbelievable. I've just seen the run of fight. <laughs> but I've not seen any Fast and Furious since Tokyo Drift. Oh, I'm really I'm killing myself here aren't I? you got you got out at the, the worst one to be honest my fiance got me the whole collection for um, my birthday which was recently I think that calls for a marathon Bob they want to pull me back in. <laughs> is, it, it kind of changes away from being about cars in the fourth and fifth one to being more about like heist films mm-hmm. no, I've heard good things about five The Rock is one of the greatest characters in cinema history <laughs> there's a bit in it where he, he when he's in Rio and he goes to the street and they're all holding their guns up and he holds his gun up and they all put their guns down and he's like, yeah I fucking thought so <laughs> it's just even Arnie in his prime couldn't match up to the rock in that film it's, it bodes well for um, G.I. Joe though the new G.I. Joe because he plays roadblock in it and you mean so the movie that they're currently reshooting? Yeah, that yeah, definitely. Really? So they can put more Channing Tatum in it. Yeah. Tanning Tatum. Oh, he, is, he is Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that was Soderbergh that was doing realize, that film. No, I didn't realise either. That is mental. What about in terms of Jumping the Shark Cross? What else came out of that? Well, the thing was, it was quite a good year for film. You had films like Drive, which, mm-hmm. which a lot of have seen. It's good. Um, Moneyball, which worked really Excellent. well. Yeah, The Descendants. Uh, the artist, you know, it was a good year for film all around. Uh, you even had the help. Is this a different summer to the one that I remember, which had Green Lantern in it? <laughs> well, future Don't Jump the Shark episode, Green Lantern. <laughs> there's Green Lantern. There was also a quick sum up. Scream Four. Scream Four is dire. Scream no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to be the start of a new trilogy for Scream. Mm. They start at number four. Introduce. Easily close to 200 new characters. <laughs> and kill them all off. Kill them all off. <laughs> that's, that's and it's just idea. the ones that are alive from the previous ones that are alive in this one. Mm-hmm. Doing s- the same things that they did in the previous ones, but with Very more much. liposuction. And Ten years later. In the same vein, we also had uh, Drive Angry. Is there any other way to drive? <laughs> <laughs> drive Angry, not, not a health statement from the government there. <laughs> I don't know, I'm sorely tempted to get a 3D TV just to watch Drive Angry on it. <laughs> Nicholas Cage 3D, oof. Hair Weave 3D. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Um, we also had Red State, which we've talked about before, I think. Your hatred for Red State. Hey, Red State is terrible. It's I know you don't agree. I, I, I don't but agree that it's terrible. I still don't think it's great. Well, I would say it's terrible. I think the problem with it is he's so in love with trying to be serious 
that he just completely overegs the pudding, and he has too many people making grandstanding speeches all the time. His <laughs> love of dialogue gets in the way of the film, doesn't it? His character, he he has great character actors in it, and he does nothing with them. And he has his wife and his podcasting buddy, who's a complete <laughs> idiot in it, and they've got much more to them than a lot of the people that actually should be on the screen. More. Just made me want to watch more John Goodman films. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. John he Goodman. was completely underused. That's, uh, and he is good. I mean, in Tremé, how good was he in that? And that was around the same time. Why would you watch Tremé and go, let's stick this guy on the end of a phone and keep him there for the whole movie? Until the end. When he shows up, walks into a barn and then that's it, he leaves. Moving on, uh, we had two super films. We had Super and we had Super 8. You guys seen either of them? I've seen Super. I've seen Super and Super 8. Super. Shut up, Crime. That was Shut up, Crime. <laughs> that was uh, quite, went quite under the radar, but still got quite a lot of publicity. In through many ways, it's a much better film than Kick Ass. Mm. In many ways, I think it's a, a much finer film than Kick Ass. Because of the reality that goes to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the reality of the violence in particular. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a scene far into it. Because it is a film that a lot, not a lot of people have seen, we won't spoil the bit that comes towards the end, but there is a severely shocking part that comes mm-hmm. near the end, isn't there? For a main yeah. character, yeah. yeah. But oh. there's an equally shocking moment, like kind of halfway through, in a movie line, yeah. where, the, where, the, where he hits people in the face who've just you cut in line. don't <laughs> cut in line! <laughs> and the violence it? in that scene... It's just no. real life and shocking, but because it's played for laughs, you almost feel guilty laughing. <laughs> what I love about that scene is he gets out of line, walks across the street to his car to change into his superhero costume, and then, and then comes back. But the, there's and everybody watches him. There's a shot in there as well where it cuts the reverse shot of everyone watching him get changed. And I, was like, I, could, I could see you. That's great. Definitely one of the highlights of last year, Super. It was good. And Super 8. I thought for for me anyway, being a kid when sort of ET and that was around, really brought back films like that for me. I was watching it just through the eyes of an eight year old that I was when I, those kind of films were around. I actually thought it would be a good film to do in a podcast because I think until the third act reveal without revealing camera too flip, much, camera flip, <laughs> camera flip, camera flip. That's your JJ Abrams for you. Yeah. Camera flip, camera flip. Star Trek. Wait a minute, aren't we in space? <laughs> Where's all these suns coming from? <laughs> I think it's a little too independence day towards the end. The look it, uh, it does get a bit over the top for it being meant to be in the film in the LKET. And, and not in a good Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm not very sentimental anyway because I was brought up on porn and horror films. <laughs> Interesting parents you've got. I killed them both slowly. <laughs> My dad, brackets, <laughs> bend over. <laughs> Weren't you raised, wasn't your stepdad Abel Ferreira though? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Watch this film I made, son, it's called Bad Lieutenant. <laughs> Nuns getting raped, it's fantastic. It's hilarious. <laughs> but a good double bill with blue velvet. Oh. For a, a child destroyer. No, child destroying double bill. As soon as he said, daddy wants to fuck up, I'd be out there. <laughs> what about Gore Verbinski, Grant? His film from last year that you quite liked, Rango. Yeah, um, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of film noir elements to it. I've seen a lot of Gore Verbinski films, and that's the best one by miles. Yeah. Being an animation was what made it slip under the radar in the same way that kind of Super did. And it had so many subversive references in it. 
to things like Chinatown, which you would just not expect in a child's film at all. Mm. Well, at the same time, the best Johnny Depp performance in years as well. He, he wasn't an autopilot for a change. He came up with a good, consistent voice for the character, and the character was very interesting as well because he was a coward. Mm. He likes the blue coach. <laughs> and I, he carries a fish. What more can I say? <laughs> what about uh, Rebirth of the franchise, in my opinion, X-Men First Class? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I thought it was good. I thought it kind of done well to pull itself back only, out of the nosedive that the only X-Men bit Wolverine that <laughs> pulled me out was at the end when Fassbender slipped into his Irish accent. <laughs> for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Is, yeah. is this really the first Michael Fassbender film of last summer? Surely not. He was in a film every day last year. No, I didn't put shame I think on he the was. List. I think he was the highlight of the film, though. In particular, his scene where he hunts down the Nazis. Yeah, when he kind of loses the plot. Mm-hmm. And goes a bit, yeah. Is he generally not a highlight of every film now? What did you think of the, good, the groovy it? Austin Powers... Professor X. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit. That was a bit worrying, wasn't it? Don't worry, baby. I've got this raw hip now. <laughs> you wouldn't need it. You both sleep with me. Oh, I think I'll sleep. Thought <laughs> um, January Jones playing. <laughs> so uh, I think it was Emma Frost. Ross. <laughs> yeah, Jan- January Jones playing Emma Frost. Like she genuinely does seem even in like Mad Men and that she does seem very cold so you thought that's really good casting although what you didn't realise was that the character she plays in Mad Men is basically her and that's all she can play because she's the yeah. same character in this and I'm... arguably the worst thing about it in fact she's the worst thing about it there's no argument she's, uh, she I'm not does taking any argument all of her plot in it as well Really good. I do like all of the platforms. I felt some of the secondary characters were kind of. They're taking a back seat. You don't really get to know them, really. They're just your typical teenagers. Yeah. Like the chick that played uh, Mystique. Mm -hmm. And. And Beast as well. Beast. I mean. Yeah. You can hang upside down. Yeah, that was it. That's the kid from. um, The Kelly Feet. About a boy. Yeah. Kevin Bacon in there as well. That that Bacon was good. I liked Kevin Bacon. That had his little sliver of bacon. Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Kevin Bacon. Good good. year. Yeah. Yeah. In between saying no to the Footloose remake <laughs> and saying yes to X-Men First Class and Super. What about Contagion? Not seen? Soderbergh film, I thought, genuinely jumped the shark and that they don't go anywhere with the outbreak. It's like, you know when you get those like real-life emergency scares where they're like, oh, swine flu, found in X. Mm. Or, and you always think it's going to be something a lot more than it is. Soderbergh basically just makes it a little bit more than real life in that a lot of people die but then everything just kind of works out. <laughs> no, but there's no like world so catastrophe like, at the end of it. All right. An examination of human life. People just get better. They track, they track it down. What it did say though that it was quite good was like it's a realistic depiction of how long it takes them to come up with a cure, mm. which was quite good. And so how they kind of spin the media to pretend like they have the answers, but they don't really. So that that's enough, like, um, serious topics. <laughs> um, can I just ask you a thing about Contagion? There's a lot of actors in it that I don't like. Do they all die? Yeah. <laughs> Did they have their faces melted off by this virus? Oh, the Raiders lost well, dark style melting. Let's go through the actors that you Jude didn't Law. like. Oh, Jude Law, please. No. Oh! <sighs> 
Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. Oh, yes. She, she carries it from um, Japan or <laughs> Korea or someplace. Oh, wrong illness, sorry. <laughs> she carries it from there to America. So she infects the whole of America. <laughs> Just like she infected the whole of America. Cinema. With her infectious personality. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm now imagining you making some sort of Deadpool list of like the Dirty Harry films. How many celebrities are going to die? <laughs> so, two two more films, and uh, I want to talk about the last one for a little bit, but um, Apollo 18. Anybody see Shite. Apollo 18? Did you see it, yeah? No, I've seen the trailer, that was enough. <laughs> Did you get what the monsters were? Monsters? There was oh, monsters? right. No, see, I liked it because I liked Apollo 13 a lot. And then I was like, a horror set around Apollo 13. This is going to be good. It wasn't. <laughs> it was It was found footage, which I didn't realise as well at the start. <laughs> it's this. It's a found footage film. Did you not see the trailer? Yeah, but all you saw was like the really good shots because it's not like the kind of rubbishy Blair Witch camera. Did you see a different trailer? <laughs> it's just... And then, and then you saw stuff going wrong. Right. You don't get many found footage drama films, do you? Like family drama. <laughs> it's but, all horror. Yeah. You don't want to see my found footage. Found footage <laughs> cartoon movie. <laughs> found footage Tom and Jerry. That's fun. All I will say to re- make you realise how bad a film this really was after a certain point. Well, there is a good part where they find a Russian lander vehicle and they realise the Russians been to the moon. But that's cool. But then what happens next is they're like, well, why is it still here? And then they find some rock spiders. Rock spiders? Yeah. All the rocks on the moon turn into spiders. <laughs> and All crawl the... inside you and eat you. What happens to the cheese on the moon? <laughs> well, that's how the spiders got there. Because they were attracted by the cheese that was going off. So they travelled <laughs> through space. <laughs> on the top of that cow they jumped over the moon. That's right. <laughs> Is the man in the moon dead? <laughs> Eaten by rock spiders, Bob. No. <laughs> We haven't talked about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. I enjoyed that. It, it's weird, although I said earlier about how they split the two films, and it, like the first one really suffered as a result of that. It was just young people sitting in tents and having <laughs> erotic dreams. <laughs> sitting in tents being intense. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Do I want ginger or do I want duck? Mm. I think I'll have both. Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> the music for part two should have just been. <laughs> Let's just tie it up and put it to bed. It's weird as well that like some of the main characters, you only really see them lying there dead. They're mm-hmm. just gonna know, like uh, the guy that um, who's the guy who's in the Ken, all the Ken Loach films that played the werewolf, uh, ugly guy. Yeah, <laughs> Thulis. David Thulis was like a main character through the film and he popped up here and again in the main ones and all you just see is a, he's you know he's rotting corpse lying there one bit <laughs> I'm sorry David I didn't mean to say you were <laughs> very talented <I'm> <laughs> it is weird how quick they tried to make it as well yeah for it being the last hurrah as but well. it did it did make the film zoom along a lot quicker than most summer blockbusters these days to be honest I will tell you the end of Return of the King dragged on <laughs> yeah but this, <laughs> that whole ending, come on. Are you talking about the, the end all, 20, years C- later? 20 years CGI. later? 20 years later, come on. <laughs> the one I love is uh, Ginny, 
Weasley mm-hmm. is the one that um, I was going to say Ron Harry gets Potter. one but that's his sister <laughs> Ron's probably been there <laughs> Hermione's oh, they're very close there. those Weasleys oh, so they are well, the ginger for a reason yeah. <laughs> in breeding yes. that's the ginger um, yeah um, well when you see Jenny Weasley in the mm. future she basically looks the same she does. and yet looks 20 years old <laughs> it's weird yes. a poor, what a poor 17 year old girl that she, she could easily pass for 40 I love his moustache though oh <laughs> really how can they You'll go love through it. all of that <laughs> makeup one to seven films and come up with the worst makeup in the last ten minutes. <laughs> it's like they were filming it right next door at Twilight, and they went to Bella's dad and was like, "Can I borrow your moustache for this scene?" <laughs> Here you go. Horrendous. Um, the last film we've got here is Young Adult. Either of you seen Young Adult? No. Young Adult is a film I watched just last week, and I, w- I was I was really rooting for it because it was uh, Ivan Reitman. Mm-hmm. So Ivan Wrongman, more like. So high five, come high on, come five. on. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> I feel like Ivan Reitman. It's like it's from a Chris Columbus script. <laughs> it was his son, it's Jason Reitman. Yes. Um, and the director, director of Juno, <laughs> which was okay. And Thank You for Not Smoking, which was really good. I like Thank You for Not Smoking. And, and I thought, Up in the Air, which is amazing. And Up in the Air, which is good as well. And then I was like, Oh, this will be a good film. So I started watching it. Good enough film. It's about a, 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 a like a kids book author that goes back home, mm-hmm. and she's kind of she's not got that great a life in the city. Although she does live in the city, she's kind of got a shitty life, and she doesn't really go out, and she just goes out to pick up guys. So she goes back to try and get together with her childhood boyfriend. Sweetheart. Yeah, and uh, instead finds that he's like married and he's got a kid on the way, and he's really really happy. So she goes about like trying to seduce him back and constantly like making dates with him, even though she's got a wife. What? He's got a, a bitch. <laughs> it's Charlize Theron, so oh, well, she plays enough. it quite well. And at the end of the film, you know, when she's supposedly meant to have learnt a lesson that you know you don't need to go to the city mm. to have a big life and a good life, and that somebody comes up to her and goes. She's, she's kind of had a bit of a, a revelation because she sleeps with a guy she wouldn't normally sleep with and instead of leaving in the morning, Zach, she sticks Zach around. Is that Galifianakis? No, it's Patton Oswald. Oh, yeah. Um, and she sticks around and she's talking to his sister in the morning and she's saying, I remember you from school. You were, you were the coolest. And she's like, and you go to, you, you live in the city now, don't you? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, wow, you must have an amazing life. And instead of being like, it's not really that amazing. She goes, yeah, it is. Cheerio. And goes back to the city. What a bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. That, to me, that's a character that didn't learn its lesson. And fair enough, there's some characters that are set up like that in films to do so. But it's usually given a little bit of warning before they do that. Instead, mm-hmm. she just like leaves like, I've not learned any lessons. No Cheerio. Lessons <laughs> okay, let's stop and play it out of the first of our best of mini games. <laughs> and this is a new game. <laughs> a new game for our best of games. A classic new game. I'm trying it out for the next best of. <laughs> In which you introduce another new game. <laughs> still around. Okay, so we're going to play Master. Thanks for the support there, Bob. You're, you're still around. You're welcome. We're not going to be not on the air, we're just going to be dead. <laughs> If I have my way. God, I've went all dark in this, I don't know. We're going to go for 
mastermind. So you've got six chosen questions on your specialist subject. Okay, okay we're going to go with you first, Ross. Your chosen subject is the films of Steve the Beef. Okay, doke. Okay, how many films are on Steve the Beef's internet movie database? Is it 25? Is it 35? Is it 45? Uh, I will go with 35. Incorrect. Unbelievably, 45. <laughs> How old is he? Like 20. 13. <laughs> In which film did Steve the Beef play the character Cody Maverick? My brain wants to guess Agent Cody Banks, but I know that was the other oh, young-looking yeah. kids. And he's called Cody Banks in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had to explain that to you. I thought it was maybe Agent, you know, it was like his secret undercover Agent name. Cody. <laughs> Banks. Yes. He was a banker. Uh, what's the guy's name? Cody... Maverick. Uh, um, Disturbia? No. The answer is Surf's Up. <laughs> Pass. Name the two films that Steve the Beef made with Hitchcock ripoff merchant DJ Caruso. Um, Disturbia. Yes. And I'll give you a clue. Save tonight. Fight the break of dawn. Come e- to oh, walk. Eagle Eye. <laughs> that was a good clue. Come on. Thanks, Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> What is the most appropriate character name Steve the Beef has ever played? Um, Steve McNoactin. <laughs> the answer... Jim McShackton. The answer is Charlie Countryman. <laughs> of course it is. Including games, how many times has Steve the Beef played Sam Witwicky? Including games... Three, six if you include a game for every film. So I'll guess an extra one for maybe another game. Let's go for seven. The answer is five. There is no Dark of the Moon game with Sam Witwicky. Yes. Mm. Did you well here? (laughs) I'm surely not. This is zero. Specialist subject. No, 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 I've got got two. I've got two. Two Two points. (laughs) Two of his best films. (laughs) <laughs> Disturbing on you. <laughs> you only get one point for getting them. Damn. <laughs> I just bought Wall Street 2 this week. <laughs> okay, your last question. In which of Steve the Beast's films did the international trailer remove the US flag? Um, any clues available? <laughs> Have we used up my lifelines <laughs> in this game of Mastermind? <laughs> Give one a friend if you've got one. <laughs> Not that's going to know anything about this. You're here. <laughs> um, nah, I don't know. Going to kick yourself. Indiana Jones. No. It did. What, what, what part in it had an American flag? I don't know, the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen the whole film. <laughs> I don't remember much about it. Past uh, the jungle. Okay, Bob, well... You probably would have wanted to do the films of um, Rennie Harlan, but instead you're doing the films of Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> My specialist subject. I like ladies who look like horses. How or many, feet. <laughs> how many films on Sarah Jessica Parker's IMDb? 47, 57, 67. She's a workhorse, I'm going to say. <laughs> she acclites <laughs> you. If she can count to 67... <laughs> I would say 67. 57. Mm. Damn. Don't know she her as in, well as I thought I did. She was in Flight of the Navigator, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't okay, talk about um, 
Why? I've come to terms with Flight of the Navigator. She's not in it. <laughs> oh, that's how you justify it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. What character did Sarah Jessica Parker play in the film Seabiscuit? <laughs> <laughs> well, throw a saddle on her, she's done. Um, pass. She played Seabiscuit. <laughs> staring you right in the face. <laughs> well, she would do. <laughs> Name two Tim Burton films she has made. The black and white one. About the director? Yes. Which I can't. Who gives you. A lovely Angora sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought you'd get it from that clue. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> gives you I one. know what it is, and that does not go. <laughs> one of them she's the dating. In the house? She's dating Pierce Brosnan in the other one. Yes, ones. the other one's Mars Attacks. And the first one is. Would it be Edward? Yes! <laughs> I couldn't even remember who it was about. But I knew he liked Angora sweaters. In what film does she play Joe Christman? Christ? The buddy story? I'll give you a clue. It's a film we've watched together. That's a clue? Yep. An action film. That's another clue? Yep. I'm disappointed you don't have it now. I watched an action film with Sarah Jessica Parker. That's love interest. Yeah, she plays love interest, doesn't she? Leave the podcast at striking distance. <laughs> oh. That's right, she fell for the alcoholic abuse of drugs. <laughs> Who didn't wash? What HBO show had to be cancelled after Sarah Jessica Parker had to be shot after injuring herself? <laughs> it's not sex and sin. It's luck. <laughs> <laughs> with Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> She was famously cancelled because the horses that they had on it, it was like about horse racing betting, and the horses that they had on the show, like there was like four deaths in one episode, so they cancelled it. Unbelievably, you're winning, Ross. I know, I know. 1-0. On my specialist subject, I can't believe I don't know her as well as I thought I did. So this could tie it all together. I thought we were best friends. In what movie does Robert Redford whisper sweet nothings to Sarah Jessica Parker? In no movie I want to see! <laughs> Ding! There's a light bulb going off. I think it might be the horse whisperer. You're correct! <laughs> right, thank you. So we're all tied at one apiece. So I have to come up with a question. <laughs> Tie break question, did you think of that? Did you think it would be this shit? <laughs> no, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, so your tie-breaking question. What movie, which was released in the Christmas of 2012, directed by Steven Spielberg, did Sarah Jessica Parker play the lead role? More horse. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. I had that queued up in my brain while you were reading the... Do you want? I was, I was trying to get, um, they shoot horses, don't they, in one? <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> okay. So we're going to move on to films which have already come out this year. Yes. The first one we're going to go for is a movie which came out at the start of the summer in May. Yeah. There's a lot of buzz behind this movie. Okay. And, um, you know, everyone was looking forward to it for months. There's been a lot of preparation for it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May 18th, I think it was, that it came out. All right. Was that Avengers? No. <laughs> I am, of course, talking about the Miley Cyrus vehicle. LOL. <laughs> L-O-L. LOL. I was waiting I'm, for that since Christmas. I'm not sure if you're, if you're laughing at this or 
Is that the title? <laughs> that is the title. Uh, although you do make that that laughing when you see her clip of her smoking a bong. Like, <laughs> that made me lol. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is um, they tried to sneak it out the same week as Avengers, and they hoped that some girls would go and see it. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the boys are waiting to watch this. I've got a theory that they knew it was going to bomb. So they wanted to release it the same week as Avengers. So they so had they an excuse. A reason for it bombing. <laughs> Do you think it was about like uh, the producers? They could make more money from a flop. <laughs> so yeah. when are we going to re- release it? We'll release it right at the same time as Avengers. And <laughs> somebody get me Demi Moore to star in it. <laughs> Just start. <laughs> She's in show. the hospital, still getting facial reconstructive <laughs> surgery. That's fine, just get her here. The six clinic. million dollar face. <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched it. We haven't seen this film. No. Well, Ross has. <laughs> seen the trailer. That's enough. couple. We've of seen things. the trailer. They go to Paris. She falls in love. Oh. <laughs> she goes to Paris. I don't know how. With just like her parents. Black because American Express card, I don't know. There was quite a lot of text in it, but there was no text in with the word LOL. Yes. And that's her character's name, LOL? It's Lola. But short to LOL. Surely you wouldn't call someone LOL. It's short for LOL. Surely Lola's short enough. Call her. Come on. Lola is a, it's a nice name. There's songs mm. about it. Why would you go short in it even more? Is that maybe why? Is she sick of kinks jokes about her? <laughs> You're a bit kinky. <laughs> hey. I like the, the best bit in the trailer though is the hey you want to go to Paris text message to her yes exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point now if ever there was a point to use the word lol it was there <laughs> yes yeah, lol <laughs> LMFAO <laughs> ROFL PMSL <laughs> Do you think we've covered the big issues with LOL? <laughs> LOL is just one big issue. Well, Miley Cyrus is... She does look pretty good in it. So I think she's going to be... That's going to be the start of her acting oh, career. Big though. star, really? big star, big things. Do you mean pretty good as in pretty good? Or as in pretty good? And it, she could well be in some direct-to-DVD sequels <laughs> coming near you soon. The next Lindsay Lohan? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what other films are there? We have... Well, The Avengers. What was that about? That was about avenging the Earth or rescuing it. Not seen it. Didn't. Didn't. No. Mother Teresa seeing lol. Never heard of it. Yep. So it's all all three times. I was there. We enjoyed it greatly. We went arm in arm. Then we went to Paris. (laughs) Where we fell in love. But not before we'd kissed. Yeah. Unlike the way that film did it. Go to Paris first. Kiss later. So Avengers. How are you going to know if you you can actually kiss a boy unless you go to Paris with him? <laughs> that was our thinking. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty sound reasoning, we thought. By the way, if you go and see LOL three times, that is technically lolled. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, I nearly lolled. <laughs> the Avengers I really, really liked. It's got problems with it, certainly. But for but, a big blockbuster film like that? It juggles all the characters really well I think yeah there are definite there are definite bad points to it and I can see why people don't like it but I like it enough that those bad points don't matter in yeah. as much to me totally I'm sure if you wanted you could pick problems with Fast Five you could pick problems nah probably not actually <laughs> you tend to only pick, pick faults in the films you don't like or yeah. films that you like 
that are so full of faults that you just can't help but pick out the flaws <laughs> like Die Hard 2. <laughs> love it. It's great. It's, it's flawless. Thanks, man. Any highlights in the Avengers for you? Avengers? Well, throughout the whole film I was I was waiting because Edgar Wright had uh, tweeted that uh, the Hulk steals the film. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it and for 90% of the film you think, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and then that last kind of 10 minutes you can see yeah, he's got the two biggest laughs at the end. I could see why people could talk about that. But, great, yeah. A, a little bit of comic relief in it as well. Better than Iron Man 2. But a little too much of comic relief, to be honest. I think that, no, that won't hold up on repeated viewings. Because it's just... There could have been a bit gag more after action. gag. There could have been a bit more action, you're right. Because it, it did all come at the end. There is, I'm going to have to be careful how to pronounce this now, after the last film, there is lulls in the film. <laughs> oh. There is one which is at the start of the film when it's the Nick Fury Loki returning scene yeah. and then you've got there's a lull right after that yeah and right after the scene where on the big airship thing there's a big lull right after that as well that's when the agent's been killed wasn't it yeah you can see why they could do that in there though I think Josh Sweden as well you know a couple of years ago if you'd said to me the guy that directed Buffy will direct the mother of all superhero films I think it's like, oh, don't be silly. <laughs> I think really? it's not really Buffy you look at to see his potential in something like this. It's more Serenity Firefly. Yeah, it's the tone is a lot closer to that. I would say. Well, I saw Cabin in the Woods just before it came out as That's well. That's what we're going to talk about next. Oh, Good right. segue. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it was okay. I mean, if you didn't watch too much of the trailer and were open for a twist, I mean. Th- it's too easy to be cynical about a twist these days after M. Night Shyamalan like, did it to death. But the, the kind of twist and the kind of turn that the story takes is, is good enough. And I think the characters were, what were was good. It was a bit like a Sam Raimi film, you know. What was the twist in The Last Airbender? Just was the, the joke was on you. <laughs> the joke was on you. you paid think, for these tickets. I think it was a kind of top to tail, wasn't it? <laughs> you think it might be a tail. That's a good one. I really enjoyed going to see last year, Brendan. That was <laughs> yeah, so much fun. We got free tickets for going to see that, Because they sound, mercifully, they sound kind of everyone, but... <laughs> for an audience full of six folk, nobody minded that we were just giving the characters their own lines. <laughs> Made it even one better. Of the, one of the guys went, um, the other guys went to the ushers to check what was the problem was with the sound, and he came back in and he was like, yeah, I've got to do the rest of the dialogue for the film, <laughs> which is <was just> great. <laughs> So Cabin in the Woods, better than The Last Airbender, is that what yeah, we're... Yeah, definitely better than The Last Airbender. <laughs> but you're the most powerful bender I've ever seen. Us being a Scottish podcast, I guess we have to mention Brave. Braveheart? Oh, Bra- Braveheart, yeah. I've Braveheart. seen that. That was a couple of years ago though, wasn't it? No, not Dragonheart. <laughs> I not love Dragonheart. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> For people, let me embrace this part. <laughs> Can't even stick it out. <laughs> when someone says Braveheart, I hear Dragonheart. That's the way my brain works. When William Wallace defeated the English with that massive dragon. <laughs> Just like when someone says Die Hard Four, I hear Die Hard Two. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Brave, arguably Pixar's first kind of misstep. I don't know what your feelings misstep. are on Cars and Cars 2, though. Well, I like Cars because I like Cars, though. Well, do you like Cars 2, though? Do you like the Larry the Cable Guy character? I've not seen He's a pretty, pretty big too. character in that film. Z- it's not as bad as people say it is, but it's, it's pretty ordinary. Like cars with teeth that talk. 
<laughs> well, they don't exist in real life, so... They eat food <laughs> and drink oil, which I don't understand. They what? They eat food and drink oil. You never spilled a McDonald's in your car? <laughs> Where's it go? But the brave, eats it, Grant. <laughs> but brave, um, if you skip ahead one minute if you don't want to hear a spoiler for this film, but the thing which makes it poor is that her mum is turning into a bear. <laughs> And, and by bear I don't mean a big manly gay man <laughs> I don't mean like she's had a skin full <laughs> two litres of vodka later and she's not turning bear either before you come up with that one she's just shedding all her hair <laughs> she's turning like... a bear naked lady <laughs> it's been one <laughs> And she's actually turning a bit. But really, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> what about Prometheus, Bob? You've seen it. You'll either love it or you'll hate it. There's no in between. Anybody that's seen it. I've not seen it, but uh, the one thing that kind of makes me feel apprehensive about it is I don't know if I want to see a film that requires that much background reading for you to understand it. <laughs> It's no background reading required, I think it's all self-contained. Yeah. Is that? Mm, pretty much. I think it lied to a lot of people it when is, it said it that it wasn't, it wasn't a prequel. <laughs> you can a, watch it and you go... It's its own story, it's its, its own vehicle. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't connected no. too much, but at the same it's, time... It's got it was, a link, it's tangible links. Mm. But I quite enjoyed it. Fastbender? Fastbender steals the show. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. The android, I found his humour, the android's humour, very dry. Very droll, but very witty. That, that man knows how to deliver a line, even as an android. <laughs> so when, just after you have major surgery, can you then be running about and taking part in an action scene? Me, personally? <laughs> <laughs> Giving birth before she gave birth to... No. No. Uh, but her? Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, replace I think the, it's... Ni- the new uh, Sigourney Weaver? Don't be silly. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's the new Sigourney Weaver. How, how does it compare to the trailer then? Now, now that you've watched it and you watch the trailer again, how much does the trailer give away? Is it more than probably you think it does? Yes. But I would say it's more, it's got more in common with the thing than it has with Alien. So do you give it? A shark up or a shark down? I don't know. We don't really use stop, terminology. Stop trying to invent ways to rate films via I sharks. I give it five tentacles. Sharks don't have tentacles. My sharks do in my world. In the sharks that you draw shark with your crayons. Shark that had tentacles. Don't tell me my business. Well, Ross, you've seen Battleship. I did see Battleship. And the line in, there is a line in Battleship that will sum up most of the battleship, which, hey, we need to borrow your boat, <laughs> as they steal an old battleship. It's pretty terrible, but if you like films that are pretty terrible, it's actually quite a good watch. What would you compare it to? Um, That time we went to see Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Like, oh. you can watch it and take the piss out of the whole time you're watching, and it will just keep delivering new things for you to take <laughs> the piss out of. <laughs> what about Liam Neeson? How's he in it? Uh, well endowed, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Rob Roy. <laughs> um, no, he's good, uh, but he's only in it for like three seconds. Is he? Yeah, there's at the very start of the film, to kind of set the premise of it being like the board game, these alien things land, but then they create a force field around a certain part of the ocean, <laughs> leaving their three ships inside and three US Navy ships inside. 
and the little bit of island. So you have the kind of the battleship cement. But anybody that's ever played battleships knows you get more than three ships anyway. So it doesn't work. You don't <laughs> fight aliens in the battleship game though, do you? No. Admittedly, it was usually the Russians in most of the 1980s board game versions that you got. Rihanna? Terrible actress. Definitely not somebody who should take up acting. Convincing as a soldier? No. <laughs> what about the guy from True Blood? The Skarsgård? Uh, yeah. Under the radar. <laughs> Pun. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, not very good at all. So, old men driving battleships, yes. Rihanna, no. <laughs> there is a bit in it as well where... I mean, their kind of modern battleships sink quite easily, whereas earlier on in the film they've talked about this old battleship that they're decommissioning, which has got, like, really, really thick hulls, and but it's old and manoeuvres badly, and it's like, oh, one last job from retirement. <laughs> but there's... All the people that maintain the ship are old guys that used to, like, run the ship back in its day. So when they eventually get onto that ship, they have a skeleton crew left... So they get the old guys to drive the boat with them. And they have a scene where these old guys walking down in slow motion. <laughs> but they've got the proper old-fashioned navy flares on as well. <laughs> have you ever seen Operation Petticoat with Cary Grant? No. That no. is the ship I want to see <laughs> going to war. At some, at some stage you have to paint it pink. <laughs> That's it. fantastic. It is, it is actually quite a good Can film. I just ask, does Liam Neeson get taken? <laughs> no. Oh, no. That's, oh. that's for later on. <laughs> Films coming out. Because they would regret that. <laughs> they would regret They better hope there's no basement in that alien spaceship. <laughs> about Titanic then, boys? Titanic 3D, yeah. Oh, Re-released. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> the Diddies. Yeah. Mm. Wherever those boobs are in 3D. 3D. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I wonder how, what the 3D rendering is like on the boobs, <laughs> I would hope that Billy Zane's moustache gets a 3D treatment. But that's only a metaphorical moustache. <laughs> he twiddles every time he delivers a line. So it is, so it is, so it is. I just imagined they had a moustache. I hope you're very happy together. <laughs> <laughs> what about the two leads? <laughs> yeah, I don't love them so much. Actually, Kate Winslet's quite good. But DiCaprio, before he got good? Before he got fat and good. <laughs> That's right. Did you hear the comment that she had supposedly said about uh, DiCaprio when they'd went to see the, the re-screening of it? She'd said, we, we've come a lot on a long way from then and we look a lot different. Well, some of us more than others. <laughs> Referring to how much weight DiCaprio would put on. <laughs> I imagine he's got quite a good sense of humour. Yeah. He's turned into a cracking actor, though. He's kind of cracking. He, th- he had a birthday party and he invited loads of people and all the month instead of birthday presents he got them to put in donations. But he invited like all the Hollywood elites and all his money went all the money that they got uh, went to charity. How about um, Titanic though? I like Titanic. The King of the World. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, as a story, that's pretty good. But um, as a spectacle, as a spe- the ship is amazingly detailed learn from mistakes and don't watch any film with a James Cameron commentary on it yeah. <laughs> that man has an ego the size of a battleship really? <laughs> there's no iceberg crashing that <laughs> no yeah, iceberg you've never seen the making of Avatar I think he's softened 
he's, he's obviously got a PR department that are telling him, look, smile more, be more happy. So what's isn't his next one Avatar 2? Is Sam Worthington going to return in the mall? Who cares? Yeah, I hope so. Who cares? He's our generation's Channing Tatum. Sigourney <laughs> 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 Weaver's supposed to return. But didn't she die? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Tree of Life will bring her back. Oh, or it could be a prequel. The Who Tree knows? of Life. <laughs> Who knows? It revives blue animals. <laughs> All I can say is that he's good at sequels, so... Titanic 2? Well, they talked about that for a while. <laughs> have, seen, have you ever seen Titanic 2? There is a film called Titanic 2. Is that the one with Bruce Boxleitner? Yes. Is that the one that's like set like now and they've built another yes. big ship? <laughs> yeah. Titanic I think it's, is it not an asylum film? It is an asylum film. Yeah. It is entirely mm-hmm. terrible. Those of the Transmorphers fame. <laughs> it's got uh, Dick Van Dyke's grandson. Or my favourite Transmorphers. Barry Van Dyke? No, he's younger than Barry Van Dyke. Oh, younger than... Because that was his son. Barry yeah, Van Dyke's right. son, his grandson. I think his grandson directed it as well. It's got to have an equally stupid name. It is Van Dyke, so... but I can't remember what it is. Horatio. <laughs> Horatio Van Dyke. Let's go with that. That sounds good. So yeah, Titanical. Eh, Titanical. That's a good... Yeah. Titanic, Titanical. That's it it's Titanical. That's Titanical. That's the tropical <laughs> version. It's <laughs> a palm tree. Spectacle over substance. Plus, uh, Cameron got his knuckles wrapped from the people of Amsterdam. Did yeah, he? For one of the characters. The character that shoots the passengers and then shoots himself. Yeah. Um, he never really did that at all. Did he not? Current eyewitness was not. Shall we play another game? Yeah, let's go for it. For we're going to do Parents Guide, wait, like we did on the Wedding Crashers. See how far we can go without laughing. <laughs> okay, so the Parents Guide I've chosen for you would be the 2008 classic Sex in the City. <laughs> Parents Guide section that has been chosen for me is Sex and Nudity, surprisingly. As the title suggests, there is sex in this film. <laughs> Actual sex and sometimes just discussions about it. Maybe you're not to laugh. I'm trying, I'm trying. The lead actresses have multiple. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry. Sorry. The lead actresses have multiple costume changes. This is sex in unity. <laughs> Some of their outfits are particularly low cut and revealing. Ooh. Homosexual behaviour is seen and implied in two scenes. A 41-year-old woman's pubic hair is visible when she's wearing a bathing suit. One of her friends makes several negative comments about it, including Jesus, honey, wax much? Comical. (laughs) Ross, you're going to have to stop. I'm getting too excited. (laughs) There are sex scenes in this film. Some between married couples and others that are not. <gasps> it's again hot in here, boy. Time to go to Paris. <laughs> in the opening credits, we see two men embrace, and it is implied that they kiss each other. Looking closely, it's on the cheek, but is meant to appear as though it's more intimate. <laughs> Very brief scene, the female lead admires one of them. In context, the men are attractive and female leads <laughs> and the female leads laugh off because the men aren't straight. <laughs> the scenes between Charlotte and Harry, a married couple, are not explicit. <laughs> Sex is implied as they appear naked from their bare shoulders, and Harry is lying on top of Charlotte. They are covered by a quilt, they kiss tenderly. There is no thrusting or moaning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're doing it wrong. (laughs) 
The sex scene in the beginning between Miranda and Steve features thrusting scenes. <laughs> and you see Steve's bare rear. <laughs> yeah, that's me done. Oh, okay. I may just have to unzip my fly for a second. Yeah. Right. So, Ross, what have you chosen for Bob? For Bob, I have chosen Twilight. Oh, I'm so lucky. Is that also from 2008? Uh, yes. Yes, it's from 2008. That's a vintage year for cinema, wasn't it? <laughs> it certainly was. Right, Bob, so you have Twilight, 2008, Sex and Nudity section. Go. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> a vampire boy and a girl kiss passionately. She leans back on the bed, wearing a t-shirt and panties, <laughs> and pulls him on top of her. They continue making out before he gets off. <laughs> comma. <laughs> telling her to stop. A vampire boy and girl dance close together at a porn a prom. <laughs> she asks him to bite her neck. He dips in but kisses her neck instead. A girl and a vampire talk whilst lying in bed. She falls asleep with her head on his chest. What a sex and nudity is that? Two teenage girls try on a porn prom dress. <laughs> That are low cut and reveal some cleavage. Oh, she does as well. <laughs> some are backless also. One girl says that a dress makes her boobs look good. <laughs> and I can confirm that they do. <laughs> a vampire is shown bare chested to the waist. <gasps> a vampire reads the minds of people in a restaurant and remarks that some people are thinking about sex or money. <laughs> Not one laugh, Bob. You're the winner so far. Yes. Better not read my mind. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay, violence and gore, I take it. <laughs> uh, a man tries to swipe Mrs. Doubtfire's purse while he's crossing a street. Mrs. Doubtfire grabs her purse, shakes him, swears at him, and tells him to beat it. For <laughs> the whole section. Yes. I take it you want me to do sex and nudity. Yes. Weirdly, the, the first sentence seems to carry on from another sentence, but it's the first one. When they meet up with Stu shortly after that, <laughs> Mrs. Deptfire comments, from the looks of you, that water's cold. And Stu just nods and looks down at his privates very briefly. <laughs> Mrs. Deptfire tells Miranda's boyfriend that Miranda has a power tool in her bedroom that serves as her personal jackhammer. <laughs> Mrs. Deptfire also says, I hope you bring cocktail sauce. She's got the crabs, dear, and I don't mean... <laughs> Oh dear lord. <laughs> Mrs. Deptfire tells a man with a fancy car that men sometimes use their cars to compensate for small genitals. <laughs> Many vulgar terms for sexual relations such as sink the sub, hide the weasel, <laughs> the porpoison, the humpty dumpty, little jack horny, the horizontal mambo, the bone dancer, rumble foreskin, <laughs> baloney bop and the cunning linguistics. A 12-year-old boy catches Mrs. Deptfire peeing standing up and freaks out. He runs to his older sister and says, He's half man and half woman. <laughs> the boy uses the word balls. And the sister said, She's got them. And the boy responds, She's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of it. I think Bob's the winner of that oh, game. Right. There. Definitely. Hell. Stony face. Okay, so what films are coming soon? Well... I've written down some films that uh, I think will jump the shark. 
The first one is Total Recall. Total Recall remake. Uh, Colin Farrell, you've mentioned before you hate him. Do you think that he's going to be good in this remake? It's not going to be a thinker's film, is it? No. I think Paul Verhoeven's version is so unique that there's no point remaking it. That is Total Recall now. I don't care if he deviated from the book a lot. Mm. There's so many unique moments in that film. You know, the three-breasted woman, mm. the the old woman's face popping up to reveal Arnie's two weeks, two <laughs> weeks. in the stomach. Yeah. And I can't see Colin Farrell pulling off the one-liners with the same aplomb. Doesn't have Mike Ryan's side in it. No. <laughs> or Ronnie Cox. Quaid. 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 What's your favourite line from Total Recall then? Get your ass to Mars. Yeah. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Do you know that? What about uh, sticking with remakes? Dread. Oh. Remake, well. Have you seen the trailer for Dread? Because <laughs> it looks exactly like the film I've seen recently, Raid. Yeah, that's. I said that to Grant earlier on this week. Is there? It's exactly it's, like it. It's. And was Raid? And was the Raid good? The raid is much like a video game where every level is the same <laughs> until you get to the end boss. Yeah. One of those films where you just want to switch it off and start playing a game instead. <laughs> Will Rob Schneider be making a cameo in this one? In, in Dread. Because he's oh, in Judge yeah. Dread. Is he? Oh, yeah, as, as a main character. I think it must have been like six or seven when I watched this. I have no memory of it. I am the law! An accurate impression and That's facial expression. <laughs> Schneider did that exact same impression. I think that was an impression of Schneider doing an impression of Stallone. That was really well done. Yeah, meta. Meta. <laughs> One thing they are doing right is Dred's not taking his helmet off. Yeah. Ben. I left you open for a sexual joke there, and now that now you <laughs> jumped on it. I was just about to. <laughs> You'll spend the whole movie polishing that helmet. Because <laughs> you can't take it off. <laughs> can't get it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's stuck on. <laughs> Where will he put that helmet? <laughs> we get to put it in a closet at the end or something. Possibly. Some dark corner. <laughs> Well, Is that what some... they mean when they say you use the term the cursed earth? <laughs> Is that what he's going to put in? Right in the cursed earth. I'll be in some dark hole. So what do you think? Do you think he's going to jump the shark? Dread? Yep. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I think they're going to go, they're either going to go too far into not making it like the other one or they're going to just make it rubbish in the first place. I think it'll start really well and it'll be really different for the first one and then they'll fall into some of the same traps as the yeah, first mm-hmm. one to be honest and just pop in a, some comedy relief or something next film Taken 2 that looks <laughs> fantastic <laughs> listen to me carefully your mother's about to be taken <laughs> what are you going to do you know well, Liam, do Liam Neeson <laughs> you know Liam Neeson's character in that was he I don't know what he's called John Taken <laughs> but um uh he really is the new Jack Bauer, isn't he? Yep. It's not his daughter, it's his wife. <laughs> oh, pissed taken. <laughs> he goes to Istanbul, a country near where all those people that tried to take his daughter came from. Fair yeah, that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> Fair dues to them for getting all the corpses for all these people back as well. <laughs> well done, terrorists. Do uh, the governments just release terrorists sometimes, <laughs> wouldn't they? Oh, he's dead now, we might as well just release them back to the family. I'm guessing not. It's the this the do the kind of good thing though where they tie they try to tie it into the original and you're like well I suppose if you're going to spend some money at least tie in some of the loose ends that we didn't get answered from the first 
the loose ends of did that boom. guy who he electrocuted have a family? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care. <laughs> what was that guy's brother sitting at home thinking when that guy was getting electrocuted? What about his wife? Maybe he has kids. <laughs> if they just left his daughter alone, just... he offered them a chance. And now his wife. And now his wife. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Well, you're just going to have to die. <laughs> Which is one of the most amazing lines in it as well. Do you think his wife's going to live through it all then? I, I hope know. not. I don't, I don't think, think so. I think she'll get killed and then the daughter will get kidnapped, kidnapped again. Did you notice as well they were like, oh, we had a really hot actress in the first one. We really didn't use her enough. So mm. we'll steal somebody else this time and then we'll get her to not wear a lot of clothes a lot of the mm. time. Maybe she gets interrupted halfway through dressing and has to climb out on a balcony. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> so the action did look good, though, and it was the action which kind of saved the first one from being Definitely. a complete piece yeah. of nonsense. It's the action plus it's Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah Liam Neeson yeah. doing the doing action. Doing that <laughs> B-movie type of film that Jean-Claude Van Damme would have done ten years ago straight to DVD. Yeah. That was the, now we get Liam Neeson. 60-year-old um, man, that was at least. <laughs> Running. He's got a particular set of skills. <laughs> he, one of his skills is running like he's got a full load in his pants. Which he he thinks does. Like he's pooped himself all the time when he's running. He's got ten a man. <laughs> ten a man. <laughs> well, if if you look at the director of this film, does that mean he's got Oliver Megaton in his pants? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got one right behind him anyway. The camera. I must see. The next film I want to let you guys see, if you haven't seen the trailer, is a trailer for the film Lawless. Have you seen that film? Lawless. Any trailers? No. Right, so you saw the trailer for Lawless there. You were a little bit confused. You were like, this looks good, this looks bad. I mean, it looks bad because it's got Shia LaBeouf in it. Yeah, the camera was pointed at Shia LaBeouf. This (laughs) looks bad. It's got Steve the Beef and more beef in the fact that it's got uh, Tom Hardy in it. Mr. Beef. (laughs) Steve the Countryman Beef. Um. It's directed by John Hillcoat, who also directed The Proposition, the the good film about the Australian outlaws that were living out the back, and that's why Guy Pearce is in it, I reckon. Liv- living in the outback? Living in the outback. You said living out the back. We're <laughs> <laughs> just living out the back of my house. <laughs> living out the back of the outback. And then we found it there. <laughs> yeah, they're living in the outback. <laughs> so, I kind of... I don't know. I think that could well jump the shark. I think it, what, I could be a good director pushed too far by bad actors. Well, bad actor. Yeah. Because you've got Gary Oldman, you've got Tom Hardy, you've, you've got, got Jessica Gary. Chastain, who was in another one of my favourite films last year, The Tree of Life. Yeah. She's great as well. You've got Guy Pierce as well. You've got Guy Pierce with no eyebrows. <laughs> that looks a bit weird. I hate to chink Tom yeah. Hardy's armour but he was in Star Trek Nemesis oh so he was <laughs> however other than that Steve the Beef um, lead build over all those people yeah. come on he's a bootlegger he's the biggest box office draw Grant <laughs> he was in Transformers <laughs> 1, 2 and 3 Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman are in Building Batman Dollar franchise yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah billion dollar Transformers <laughs> you know yeah is, is billion dollar Batman better than billion dollar Transformers is yeah. it a a it yeah. measurably yeah. is yeah, <laughs> yeah you quite right it is yeah. right um, second last film we'll mention then that's it so we watched the trailer for the campaign I am out <laughs> out. out and proud out of this watching this film 
That looks like the worst film of the year. That was a, I didn't raise a smile, never mind a laugh. I will tell you why I think it will be okay. It will still not be great. I think he plays quite a good Mitt Romney. And I think one of his better characters as Will Ferrell is, a, is George W. Bush. Because he gets that kind of stupid... I think you haven't seen that live show that he did that's completely that atrocious was, then. That was stretched too far. That was a sketch that was stretched far too far. But I think that he, he does... He looks like him. He looks like that smarmy kind of saying just things to, to, to please other people. And I do like Zach Galifianakis. I, I don't think this is going to be his greatest role at all. He's better just as second to stand-up. But... Yeah, I think there will be laughs in it, and I think there will be plenty of folk who will go to see it. I think there will be zero just... laughs in it. For There's you, zero laughs in the trailer. For you, though. And that's the best moments they could find, him punching a baby. We don't know that. We don't know what the rest of the film's going to be. The, 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 that's the, what a trailer is, Ross. The line, the, the line behind the, the dictator was that it, the trailer was terrible for it. The trailer actually did a disservice to the film, and the film was actually alright. A lot of people that have went to see it said, so I, I, I think it might be okay. I think that's all I'm saying, though. Well, I'm putting £100 down now, <laughs> saying that I will hate it. But you don't like Will Ferrell films anyway, so... I don't that's mind. like saying you're not going to like a Kevin Smith film. That's a pretty safe bet. I don't mind Anchorman. I just think that he's the worst thing His in it. His best film. <laughs> he's the worst thing in it, though. His character is... Like, he is better as a side character. Whenever he plays a side character, he's much Zoolander. better. Much yeah. better than Zoolander. Mm. Anything like that. The ladies' man, he's hilarious in that. Yeah. I hate to side with Grant on this, but <laughs> I'm going to. I t- I t- I'm not defending I'm not going to say it's going to be a great film, That's but I am going to say I'll, I'll I will say, probably still go and see it. I would say it's actually it's a film made up of two lead characters who are better in s- as, side char- as side characters. And when the camera's pointed at them too much, they grate on you too much. Zach mm-hmm. Galifianakis is exactly the same. Judy is awful. Judy, I think, is a paycheck. When you watch it, you're like, he got that right off the back of The Hangover, and they sold it almost exactly the same as The Hangover. Even the packaging of the box. The Hangover the part two is a paycheck. That yeah. is a paycheck as well, yeah. But he, he unabashedly that's the, that's says... That's a remake of The Hangover. <laughs> that's the good thing about him, is he unabashedly says, you know, I did this just for the money. There was a, a show you done, and he talks about the fact that he only signed the contract on the carte blanche. He didn't have any lines. He could just react to whoever was in the scene. Because he didn't want to act it, he Irris- just wanted the money. Irrespective of the reasons why he took the film and whether it's a paycheck or not, that doesn't make me like the film no, anymore, no. though. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it looks as unfunny as the whole nine yards. <laughs> but I've got a sequel, so this probably yeah, will too. Yeah. It probably make loads of money. I'm now right. thinking of the campaign too, the second campaign, the new campaign. <laughs> um, the campaign for the presidency. And there will be just some other moment momentarily famous comedian in it yeah. as well in yeah. the main role. Rob room. Schneider will come out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. Rob Schneider running against Adam Sandler. <laughs> the campaign too. I guess it could be worse. <laughs> <Would have been. laughs> as you'll find out two years from now when it comes out. <laughs> so we just watched the trailer, the, the short trailer that's out just now for The Watch. Uh, starring Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, at that point, I'm out. Jonah Hill. Go on. Jonah. I'm back in. And Richard Diawadi. From the It Crowd, back in Dublin. <laughs> Director of Submarine as well. Yes. Which is a good film. Um, they play Neighbourhood Watch uh, people who, it doesn't show you in that trailer, 
but have an encounter with aliens. What? <laughs> that is the end of what? the plot in that. <laughs> I mean, you didn't see that in the trailer. I'm back out. <laughs> but I'm there, back out. <laughs> there is aliens in that. What? <laughs> I don't know how they crowbar it in, but there's aliens in there. What? <laughs> Is that because in America, didn't they postpone this because like somebody in real Neighbourhood Watch died? Wasn't it the Neighbourhood Watch guy that shot the shot black somebody kid else. that was coming home with uh-huh. school books uh-huh. and he said he had a weapon? Something to do with Neighbourhood Watch. And then he and went then on the run. They postponed the film or they postponed the trailers. They did something. Quite did, they, did they tack on this alien ending <laughs> I don't because know. of that? Refilm, refilm and reshoot. Well, I'm back out. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm up at the mothership. <laughs> Pretty terrible, I think we can see. Uh, Jonah Hill was very funny in the trailer, though. Yeah. Like, he's really carving out a wee career for himself as a comedy actor who acts serious within comedy films. Well, even, did you see um, 21 Jump Street? No. It was Potato Face, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Tanning Channing Yeah, and... He's a magic mic. And Jonah Hill. And you kind of thought... This isn't going to be a very good film. It's going to be like in that same Judd Apatow type, really just cheap jokes, low shots. And it was a brilliant film. It was was really good. Like a simple kind of, simple comedy that works really well just on the same basis as 21 Jump Street. Older folk go back to school. Mm. But really good. Yeah, definitely. And it it makes you not hate Potato Face as well. He He acts quite well on it. Bradley's really good at Magic Mike as well. Yeah. It's based on his life story, though. Ah, apparently so. He stripped for no, me. He did, yeah. I'm waiting for uh, <laughs> I don't know his life story. I just heard about it today. I saw him back in 92 and he was cut he even was then. Absolutely <laughs> magic. I've based my whole physique on him. Um, I think, like, uh, Jonah Hill is going to be like Robin Williams in that he's going to play a great psychopath eventually. Yeah. I well, he played that. a good psychopath in. Cyrus. Cyrus. Yeah, he's really he good brilliant. Man. Just on the right side of creepy, but That's still funny. A really subtle performance. It was good. So we mentioned some films. We're, we're so negative all the time on this. We mentioned some films that we think might not jump the shark this summer. Go ahead. <laughs> to be honest, the 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 only reason I'm going to pick this film <laughs> is because I saw a really cool poster for it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the, that's the basis for it. And I've got two films written down here. Grant's eyeing them up, and he's wondering which one I'm going to pick. It's Skyfall. <laughs> There's a really cool poster out where you see Daniel Craig in his James Bond full-on suit, kind of looking wistfully off into the distance. But instead of it being like a flash location, like Monte Carlo or that behind him, it's like some misty heath someplace. And there's the Aston Martin DB5 sitting in the background there. It just looks like a cold, chill like Cold War uh, kind of spy thriller in the vein of like uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy Mm. it's probably not going to be but that just made me think that it could possibly be that kind of I'm surprised you didn't go for the other choice Ross which was Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 (laughs) I wish they were making that (laughs) so I made it in the episode so I'm keeping that in (laughs) well Grant I guess Batman's the obvious answer, and I'm still excited about it. I know that it's had a lot of bad press, but I'm still excited. Is it happening? But I'm going to go with, with uh, The Expendables 2. Uh, where's, where's the bad press for Mainly about Batman. Bane and his, your lack of understanding. 
Which I think, having rewatched all the Spider Mans recently, Spider Man Three, it's a classic. They hate the they hit a good um, balance with like his voice being a bit muffled and you still being able to understand it. I think Whereas if you see the new Dark Knight Rises trailers, they've almost made it too clear now. I, I think they'll sort that problem out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not going to make you pay ten quid to watch a film you can't understand, mm-hmm. unless they've got subtitles on. <laughs> which they're not going to the Expendables too though I'm there in a heartbeat because of just who they've got in it yes more than anything else eh? yes yeah so Bob what about you film that you don't think will jump the shark this year I can't think of <laughs> anyone that's probably Sorry. not going to jump the shark because they all inevitably they all do yeah mostly but any, any films that you're looking forward to then particularly well like Grant I was going to say Expendables too, but uh I guess Star Trek 2, is that, is that this year? Is that Christmas? I think that's 2000... Is that next year? 13. Well, we did see an absolutely amazing film this year, didn't we? We did? Not a new one. Just Jaws. Reprint the Jaws. Which was absolutely superb. Looking pretty pristine. Well, I think that'll be us then. So, um we're going to go on to some summer blockbusters for our next few films, aren't we? Yes. Starting off with Transformers, isn't it? Yes. I'm out. <laughs> Transformers 2? I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah, and we'll have another guest host. What we got? Chris? Yes. The Twilight game that we played from last time. We we both kind of won. We both got votes. <laughs> of <both>. equal amount. <laughs> So the consensus is all Twilight fanfiction is as bad as each other. <laughs> so you're Fifty Shades of Grey, just throw that right out. <laughs> the worst piece of fanfiction. Although if you're on Twitter, check out Fifty Shades of Grey. That's quite a good parody site. <laughs> <laughs> Talks about making love in the garden. <laughs> so uh, what's our Facebook, Ross? Our Facebook? It's, it's a website on the internet where we give out information. <laughs> And what is the one for Don't Jump the Shark? <laughs> oh, that would be Don't Jump the Shark Film Podcast. And what about Twitter? That would be at Don't Jump Shark. And what about Abacus? <laughs> I don't know, I'm running out of these. <laughs> Abacus, don't make letters. <laughs> <laughs> Cryptograph. Okay. <laughs> you can also send us an email. Like uh, that guy from, where was it? Oh, yeah. sent us one. It's Sir Saeed Aban who sent us uh, a message pleading, pleading for, for us, us to, to funnel money to charity. Yes, like, to... like his family didn't do. Yeah, or oh, they can't trust that family. They just, they just ripped them off something <laughs> awful. So they want us. Poor guy. I think we should get in touch with them and yeah. give them our bank account details. Well, we're getting ten percent after all <laughs> oh, for our yeah. troubles. So that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> It seems an odd tact to take for an email scam thing to say you're dying of cancer. <laughs> well, if you've got an email scam that you want to forward on to us, the address is Grant. Don't jump the shark at hotmail.com. That's correct. So thanks to Bob for guesting. Yes, thanks very much for enjoying the searing heat in this flat. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Please uncuff me from the radiator. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Help me. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> music is of course one of the most important. Check them out at W-A-N-D-O-N-D-A-R-L-E.
I didn't say I'd go and see Taken. Oh, he <laughs> emphatically did say that when I re-edit this episode. <laughs>